break it down, down like this. Welcome along to Tempo Fit Workout of the Week, everyone. It's fantastic to have your company. My name is Hayden Sherman, and this week, as always, we're going to go through the what, the why, the how of a certain running workout that you can do in your own time, wherever you are in the world. It's a 15-minute podcast, which means it's just enough time to get in your warm-up jog or maybe listen to it in the car so you can plan and strategize your workout and how you're going to tackle it. Now, we are in the midst right now of a series of workouts where we're trying to fall in love with running. We're trying to design workouts that are um, are friendly in terms of the quantity, but do have a bit of intensity, do have a decent amount of quality, and they are specifically on hills. So I know after coaching hundreds of runners, I know that a lot of people do not have a good relationship with hills. This is about turning that on its head, giving you some tools, giving you some some time under tension where you are fresh, And you're able to really have a bit of fun on the hills and really learn those tools that you can pull out when you're on a trail run, when you're on a long run, you encounter a hill, or when you're in a race and you've got some hills. Or when you're doing a really, really full on like quantity style hill session, you know, six times three minutes uphill, just a, a brutal old VO2 max session. So today is not that. Today is about being fresh for every single rep. It's about quality over quantity, just as we've been doing for the last three episodes. Now, the workout for today is this, six times 40 seconds uphill, and we're after about a moderate slope, so nothing too crazy that you're changing your technique on, um, but nothing so flat that you're not going to really notice the the added resistance on your body. So somewhere in between. Now, we are going to do 40 seconds, but the first 30 seconds is going to be steady, and then the last 10 seconds is going to be fast. So I'm calling these gear changer hill reps. So steady, get into your rhythm for 30 seconds, and then bam, go for 10 seconds, finish it hard. We're going to do that for each of the six times 40 seconds. You're going to jog back down very lightly, and then include another maybe one, maybe two minutes jogging on the flat between each rep so you're nice and fresh. Now, why are we doing this session? So as I've, I've been talking about a lot, a lot already, we are trying to focus on quality. Now, obviously that makes sense when you're doing something like six times 15 seconds, but now we've extended things out a bit and we've got this little gear changing thing going on. So why are we, why are we doing this? So often with my running coaching, I'm teaching runners to back end the efforts of their, their reps and their racing in order to run faster, run harder when you are more tired towards the end of the rep. So that, that's a big part of it. And it's a mental thing. So rather than slowing down as you get 
to the end of each rep. You're actually switching it on, engaging more and um, becoming a bit more beast-like towards the end of each rep. And I'm going to get to that in the thought for the week. So there's a big mental aspect where we're trying to reverse the, the usual, especially like when I'm coaching kids, it's it's the exact opposite. The first 10 seconds is sprinting and then get slower and slower. We want to do the opposite of that. So we want to start steady and then make a real purposeful shift to switch into gear, go nice and fast for 10 seconds, just 10 seconds, and then get full recovery so we can pull it off again nice and fresh. Now, if you are new to this stuff, I'd put in a caveat, go back to two episodes ago and start there. That would be a better place to start. And then we'll see you again here in two weeks time, because I want you to be familiar with running nice and steady uphill when you're fully fresh. So this puts 30 seconds of fatigue before that fast stuff. So it's a little bit more challenging, a little bit more demanding. Um, the other aspects that we're trying to get out of this session are, are really the physical aspects. You know, I talked, I think it was last time I talked, once you, you get up to sort of 30 seconds worth of work, you start to switch energy systems. The, the immediate um, sprint uh, mechanism that you'd have, you know, running a 100 meter sprint, that energy system is is gone after 30 seconds. Now, obviously, we're not sprinting that first 30, but it has a bit of that similarity where we're turning this into more of an more of an endurance activity rather than a 10 second all out sprint up a hill. So we're adding some endurance factor at the start, just 30 seconds steady. And then we're requiring the muscles and the body to switch in, to switch up a gear. So that's a big part of it as well, that that physical element where we want a bit of an element of fatiguing the muscles, but just a little bit. Remember, this is still a quality session, not a quantity session. The other aspect I really want to focus on is for your ability to maintain great technique, particularly... In that last 10 seconds, so 30 seconds, that's enough time to be sort of saying to yourself, oh, yeah, why am I running uphill exactly? And then 10 seconds, we want to be in really, really good positions with our body, standing tall, good quick leg drive, good strong arm movement, getting those hips forward, all that good stuff that we always talk about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, a few notes on how to do today's workout. The speeds are important. So I said steady for the first 30 seconds and then for the next 10 seconds fast. Now, let's talk about what that might look like. So steady, I'm probably thinking kind of 5K race effort, maybe 3K race effort towards the end of the session. Start around 5K effort. So you should be able to maintain that sort of pace for 20 minutes. Remember, so only 30 seconds. So keep that in mind. And remember, we're running uphill, so looking at your watch, seeing what speed you're doing means absolutely nothing. This is perceived effort. Then that 10-second burst, I'm thinking something like 800-meter pace, maybe towards the end of the session, last couple of reps, you're switching down to sort of 400-meter race effort. But definitely before that, 800, maybe even mile effort for that first one, just ease yourself into it. So... 
you're doing a kind of 5k race effort at the start and then switching into a, a genuine like middle distance type speed with those 800 meter race efforts towards the end the gradient remember moderate is the, what we're after nothing too steep that it really drains you and affects your running style and nothing too uh, flat that you can't feel that resistance recoveries are very important that they're nice and long so we want to not only jog back down to your starting point but do some filler jogs like a minute or two I want you fully recovered I want this to be more quality I want the heart rate to come back down so you can really focus on good technique and really focus on on enjoying it enjoying that feel of that gear change feeling in control so I mentioned at the top of the show about the importance of back-ending your effort, learning to conserve early on and then crush it towards the end. And my my first coach used to talk to me about this and, and, and uh, we, we had these workouts that he called predator sessions and um, it's I call them progression runs, but it's this idea of a predator chasing its prey and starts off steady, you know, just stalking up onto the, the deer or the, the antelope in the grass and then they move into a, a faster movement maybe the deer catches their eye and it starts to become a bit of a chase and then it really gets into acceleration and then that final sprint towards the end now that is not how a race should look because most races if you're performing at your best should be pretty evenly split but that's how the energy output should look it should look very controlled at the start, very well within yourself, starting to dig deeper in the second half. Around two-thirds into it, you're going pretty deep into the well, and then that last sort of one-eighth, one-tenth of the race, you're really emptying it and really, really going for it. So that's the kind of mental approach, the kind of feel that we're after when you are doing a race. And we can replicate that in, in training. Um, and so I want to talk about, for the thought for this week, is becoming a beast of prey when you are running. Now, I talk a lot about confronting the beast. So that's that internal voice that to- tells you to slow down. This is about you becoming the beast. You becoming the uh, the, the big, uh, what, what would we call it, the king of the jungle. You're really getting out there dominating it. Now, I'm not talking about dominating your competition. That might be the case if you're a competitive runner. But for most of us, it's about dominating our goal, dominating the course, achieving what we set out to achieve, becoming that um, calculated um, crusher out there on the racetrack. So how do we, how do, we do that? So first of all is that skill of back-ending, learning to put your effort where it counts towards the finish line and realizing that the start is about settling into your processes, finding your rhythm, finding your pace. With that is the second point around being conservative. So being conservative early on with with what you're doing. So rather than doing, you know, a big surge through an aid station to go up to the other side of the road to grab a drink and go past someone, you're actually conserving energy through that aid station, maybe slowing down a little bit so you get the drink, get the hydration and nutrition on board. 
being sensible around stuff. When you hit, hit a hill in a race, you're not speeding up and really attacking it. You're maintaining the same effort level so that you're conserving your energy across the entire um entire race. Now this at this stage, when I'm talking about conserving, you might be thinking that doesn't sound very beast-like, that doesn't sound very king of the jungle-like. But the thing is, to get the best out of you, there are 0.1-0.5% differences between a good day out on the racetrack and a bad day. And so it's really important that you get those little 1% moments right or 0.1% moments right. Um, and that you don't waste those little bits of an energy doing things like going too fast through an aid station or charging up a hill or going out too fast at the start. Those little bits, those little extra burning of matches really add up towards the end. And when you're right on the edge anyway, trying to achieve a certain goal, they can really just put you over the edge. It means you, you hit that slowdown point somewhere in the later parts of the race and then it really you really start going backwards. Once you start going backwards, it's a vicious cycle that's almost impossible to to reverse. So conserve, conserve. Okay, so we're back-ending our effort. We're conserving and being sensible at the start. So far, it doesn't sound like much of a beast out there on the race course, but let's go to number three. Know yourself. So know yourself and know your strengths. So this is so, so important. It's really important to understand what sort of a racer are you. Look, there are some people that I coach that no matter how many times we've tried it, really struggle to, and this is a, a very small population, really struggle to do the even pace. They like to get out hard, get into their work and hold on. And they manage to hold on pretty well. Like there's not this steep drop off in the last few Ks of a race. They're able to, you know, go out hard, maybe 10 seconds faster per K or something like that. Go out hard for the first couple of K, let's say in a 10K race, and then maintain a steady pace to the end. It's just the way that they race best. And we've we've tried many different techniques and that's just what, what works for them. Now that's a very small percentage of the population but if you are like that it's important to understand that you are like that and why you are, are like that because that's going to really affect how, how you do things. Similarly if, you, if you're great on the hills or great on the downhill it's important that you, you use that, that strength. Maybe you just wind up the gears a little bit when, you, when you're on those hills and if you're great at kicking at the end especially if it's a competitive race and you're going for places, not just times, actually looking for those people that you want to sit on and then save yourself for that kick for the last couple of hundred meters rather than burning your matches too early and, and burning off that, that kick that you might have had. So know yourself and know your strengths and, and plan your, your game plan, your, your strategy around those strengths. Finally, know the course. So know the prey that you're going after. And, and I'd kind of expand on this one. Not only know the course, but know the distance. Let's say you're doing a marathon. It's so important that you understand what your body feels like. Let's say you're aiming for a sub, I don't know, three and a half hour marathon, five minute Ks. It's important that you've done a few runs where you get into that three hour bracket and understand what your body feels like. So not only do you know the course and know where the aid stations are and where the hills are, uh, where the tricky corners are or you know, the headwind sections, but you also know 
what your body's going to feel like in different stages of the race. And it's not just a matter of running the miles, but you've got that mental strategy of when I'm this tired, I can expect to feel like this. Or when I reach the three hour mark in a race, I can expect to feel like this. So having that awareness of your prey, i.e. the race course and your goal, will really help you get out there and and crush it. And think of it like a line. You know, how many times does a line chase down a a deer or an antelope? They'll know how those things can kick. and They'll know the right strategy to take out the legs first or whatever it is so that they don't get kicked or how they can dodge between some trees so they'll understand that and so it's important to put a bit of thought into um, your race and how you can crush it point out its its weak points point out the areas where you can really shine with your strengths and then put it all together as the beast that you are on the race course There we go, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you have enjoyed the show. Uh, the workout for the week, once again, six times 40 seconds uphill. Lots of recovery between each rep, as much as you need. Remember, the first 30 seconds of each of those reps is steady. Think. 5k race effort, something like that. And in the last 10 seconds, we switch it on, move into more like 800 meter race effort. So nice and fast, not a full sprint towards the end, but nice and quick. Have fun with this session. Let me know how it goes. And remember, if you'd like to support the, the show, re- support the work that we with, as in Tempo Fit are doing with, with young people uh, in schools, getting them running, inspiring them to be lovers of running for the rest of their lives, head along to our website tempofit.org slash wow and that will take you through to some links to Patreon where you can flick us a couple of bucks each month. Any little bit helps. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Ciao.